Hey everybody, welcome back to Advanced Kayak Angler. Appreciate you listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, if you would like and subscribe, Bass Kayak and Beers or on YouTube, we sure, me and Armando sure would appreciate it. Uh, and I had a great weekend, got to fish on a lake I've never been to before, Katoma. It's a Lake Katoma. It's a, I think that's how you say it, Katoma, Katoma, um, up in Coleman. Had a, had a great event, won it. Um, yeah, and caught him on a swim jig and and throwing a frog. So that's always a good day whenever you can catch them up in the grass on some braid. Um, and because of that event, um, it made me start thinking about, well, let's have a half show about swim jigs. Let's talk about swim jigs. One of my favorite ways to catch a bass. Love to talk about it. Yeah, I think it's something that's, I know from North to South, people fish it a little bit differently. And we have a, a Tyler from the North and then me and Chuck are from the South. So I, I know there's definitely some differences between floral braid, things like that. So yeah, we're going to talk about that. So let me, first let me bring on Chuck, who is my shake and bake partner here. He got number second in the same event. <laughs> you got to shake it before you bake it. You got to shake it and bake it. What's but up? We, uh, yeah. Chuck got second. So congrats to you, man. No, congrats to you, man. I'll come second to you any day. Yeah. Same way. I've come second to Chuck this year. You know, a lot of times we go back and forth. So, yeah, it's if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose Chuck. So, and we we talk a lot. We you know we're like fishing partners where we share our information and everything else. So, man, yeah. I you know I, really a lot of me doing well in the last couple of years has been being able to bounce things off Chuck. So yeah, sorry everybody, Chuck's the reason I'm I got so much of your money. So, <laughs> but uh, also let, let's go ahead and bring in Tyler Daniels. How you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, I appreciate you being on. And since you haven't been on show before, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm Tyler Daniels. I'm from Central Ohio. Uh, just a truck driver and dad, husband, and all that stuff. I'm also tournament director for Ohio Kayak Open Series. And I just fish and hunt all the time. <laughs> That's I like me. I like it. Yeah. I actually just ordered a couple at my... I'll say it, Hobie. You're a seat back string, stupid, dumb thing. You need to fix it. Whoever's AJ, whoever's listening is, it should not be a string. It should be a cable. I've broken two now, not because I'm fat, which I am definitely overweight. No argument there. But it's the uh, there's a burr or something inside my tube. So whenever, so it slowly eats away at it. And because I didn't have one, I put some paracord in there. Me and I went to Buck, Bucks Island, my shop. They didn't have any on hand, which most people don't carry that. And uh, so we did it with some paracord, and that didn't last, you know, a day. So half the tournament, I can't use my seat, and I'm sitting up, and I had to quit like 45 minutes early because my back was killing me because I am fat. So it's uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it was killing me, man, by the end of the day. Trying to throw a frog in a swim jig and – and just not having, you know, a little bit of something to put your a little bit of weight on. Oh, it sucked. Having to sit up kind of Indian style on my seat. But I love my Hobie. Love it to death. Best kayak out there. But it's it can be a little fiddly with a couple of things. And if they replace that string with a, some cable or something, it would be an upgrade in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll quit complaining now. But I, I'm fishing on Friday. I'm fishing on Saturday. So I had to order two from Strictly Sale. I'm going to put a bunch of tape on it. Hopefully it won't eat away so I can at least fish two days before yeah. 
Bucks Island can. I, I, I hate they're going like, I guess they'll have to give me a whole new chair. I, or I don't know how, I don't think you, that tube is connected. Like, if it's connected, they need to give you a new chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure if they can, they, if that's what they have to do, they're bucks. Well, you said you're going through strictly sale. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian, the guy up there, I'm actually going there tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning or whatever. So, yeah. Hey, if Brian, if he sponsors our, uh, our series. Oh, okay. They, they had two of the, the seat back cables in stock, the strings. Yep. So if he's shipping my stuff, tell him I'll, there wasn't an option to get it here sooner. I just need it by Thursday at the latest. So tell him who I'm to hurry. <laughs> hurry yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send him some more money for <laughs> shipping expedited or whatever he needs, but ship them out quick, man. I need them. Uh, he'll get it. I'll say something to him tomorrow, but I guarantee he'll get it out too. He's a good dude. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Cause if not, I'm going to be in some trouble. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So let's talk about some, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so you fish in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess we'll start with you. One of the biggest things I was talking about before and the things I find most interesting, what what do y'all use? Do you use braid or do you use float? So, <laughs> honestly, man, the guys around here, a lot of guys just use braid all the time for like everything. I'm the exact opposite. I am like a fluorocarbon guy through and through on most of my stuff, except for maybe uh flipping or a frog that's about the only thing i don't use fluorocarbon for okay so what how heavy a fluoro do you use i'm using usually um between 15 to 20 pound uh fc sniper is what i use most of my stuff is 20 pound like the for swim jigs they're all 20 pound fluorocarbon okay okay chuck uh, I kind of mix it up. You know, when I think swim jig, I automatically think Coosa River, water willow grass. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, you don't need braid for that. So I'm the same way as Tyler, like 15 to 20 pound fluoro. Uh, but if I'm fishing like some heavier stuff, I'll go braid. But I fish a swim jig around wood a lot too. And that braid will dig into the wood and stuff make a bad cast. So, you know, trying to break off braid is not as easy. <laughs> That's my main reason is I flip wood and uh, fish around wood nonstop. So <laughs> I like never use braid. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm 100% 50 pound braid all the time. That's it. Like if, you know, I feel like if I'm, if I'm going to target just wooden stuff, I'm probably going to use a different technique. I probably wouldn't use a swim jig. Like I would throw a swim bait or, or something like that. So it's not, it's not that I wouldn't throw it on fluoro if the situation were right. Like if I if I were going to fish up north, uh, I think maybe you know I thought the fish were maybe a little bit more line sensitive. The vegetation was different, but I don't. I never go up north to go fish, so it hadn't been a thing. So I I, I could definitely see a situation where it would be needed, but down here I'm I'm all braid all the time, man. All right, so and uh, another. I don't know how sh- how long the show is going to last. It might not even last that long, because I mean, I don't know how much you can even say about swim jigs. But um, so, all right, so let's say rod. I think this is like probably the most important thing. And but people are all over the spectrum from like flipping stick to you know to something super light. What what are y'all using? Chuck, we'll start with you this time. Um, most of the time, like a seven. 
seven foot three inch medium heavy. You like some heavy stuff, then I'll use seven foot heavy. Seven foot heavy. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Uh, you want you want something that's pretty light, not much to you know. So because because down south, I'm sure Dan fishes the same way I do. We're doing the Alabama shake. Yeah. So, constantly moving the rod tip you know the whole way back to the boat um so you don't want something like super heavy uh and you want something with just a little bit of tip not you don't want a moderate like a crankbait rod and you don't want something like like super stiff like an extra heavy or you like sometimes even a heavy so i prefer like a medium heavy fast action that kind of gets me uh you know what what i want out of it yeah that makes sense Tyler, how about you, man? Yeah, man. So I'm about the same way. I go between the 7.2 to 7.4. Um, I got a, a jig rod and then like a kind of a flipping rod. And then um, sometimes I will throw that, throw a heavier swim jig if I'm in grass or whatever. I do have a, a rod set up for frogs with that does have braid on it. So I will throw it on that every once in a while, and it's like a seven six heavy. So, and that 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 really does make sense too. It would be different if you don't have, uh, it, let's say you're not a big swim jig person. A swim jig is like an extra technique where you're not going to have a technique specific rod for it. Like right. I, you know, I, I love to throw a swim jig. So I, there's a few techniques I have that it's that rod. That's what it does. Some, uh, some of the other ones are going to be more versatile. So for me, um, I just used it for the first time. It's the John Cruz, the Cashin, seven foot three, medium heavy, moderate, which is, it's got a little bit, it's got plenty of backbone, but it's, it bends a little bit further down. And I used to use, to me, like to more towards a cranking rod. Like it, it would have to be heavier for sure, but not like a real flimsy one, but the, uh, but something I, I do like something with a little bit more moderate bend. And I'll, I'll say this too, cause I've went every, I am, I've went from a medium. I used to have this old halo, uh, twilight that it was a medium and I used it. And I eventually broke it because using a medium is stupid, but I loved the bend on it cause it was so moderate and I could really skip it. And that's another reason I like braid too, is because the braid, I, I don't bird's nest as much whenever because I'm skipping so much underneath trees or roll casting or whatever. And that's another reason I like braid. But the um, but a, a heavy is good too. But I do like that more moderate medium heavy because it it's easier to skip as well. And I've thought about it like I've used a heavy, but a heavy is too much. There is in my in my experience, I would say like one out of every hundred fish because it's a medium heavy you won't be able to get it out of the grass like let's say if i were going to okeechobee i might would go with a heavy and we'll talk about that some too with the different swim jigs that we use but i think from just from my experience i've, I've been fishing a swim jig a long time that a medium heavy you might lose that one or two out of a hundred fish because it's doesn't quite have enough power to really get them out of super thick grass. But I think you catch so many more because of the medium heavy, more moderate, you're going to hook so many more that the ratio makes sense. Like 
you know, you might catch, let's say with the heavy, you would catch 90% of them, but with the medium heavy, you're only losing, you're catching 98%. So does that make sense? So you're still, there. there's a 2% loss in using a heavy rod because you can get them at a thick cover or a medium heavy, but there's a 10% loss if you use a, a heavy to a medium heavy because that little bit more flex, kind of like crankbait, gives them enough time to suck in that hook before you set the hook because it's a little bit more, a little bit softer than heavy. So it's a long way to go around it, but I've tried so many and I've, I've experimented with them all. That's really where I've settled on. And that's that's where we, you know, where we fish and the kind of cover that we fish. I can definitely see it being different Okeechobee, Clear Lake, stuff like that. Man. So you said the cat. Go ahead, Chuck. Also, because it's like a sight fishing deal, I'm watching the swim jig the whole time. Yeah. And you'll just see a flash, and you'll set the hook immediately. So I can see where that would help you too, Dan, like using a little bit moderate, like a not, not as fast of an action. Kind of let that fish get it before you kind of set the hook into them, you know? Yeah. So, I might need to try that. I might need to try that. Yeah, I really think there's like, you know, I've, I've man, I've went through all of them. And I, I, I really can tell you that that medium heavy, it does make a difference. And I do like that cashing too, because it's sometimes whenever you hook, same as a frog, that John Cruz, it, it's an expensive rod. I'm not saying that's one you have to have, but if you're looking for a high end one, it's got a, a, like a cushion at the bottom for the, so whenever it goes into your ribs, it's got a little bit of cushion on there. Cause after setting a hook a bunch on Saturday, it, it did hurt some, you know, cause you're setting a hook on so many but the uh modest brag modest brag <laughs> no come on I, I didn't mean it like that no I'm but, just the, but, the, but yeah that medium heavy is i don't know like i've i've lost i know i've lost one before because it, it was a giant up in the grass so i'm like oh i hate to lose that one fish but i know how many fish it's helped me catch having a medium heavy and i you might lose that one giant in the grass because you just couldn't get it out, but it yeah. more than makes up for it. Have you used the uh, new uh, kayak series from Cashin? No, I, I haven't. But I'm I, like, I've um, can't explain this. I even have videos of falcon rods because I've used falcon rods for years. And the past, I don't know, six, eight months, I've been with. I changed shops. My old shop had Falcon rods. And I used those because I used to use the uh, the Falcon. It was the the low rider swim jig rod. And it's I would say it's medium heavy minus. Like some are like medium heavy plus. That's like a medium heavy minus. Like it's a hair under medium heavy, which is a great rod. And if you're looking for a more budget. It's $130. That's a great swim jig rod. I sold it and kind of forced myself because I wanted one a little bit heavier. Um, but I could speed, I could see, especially if you're up north, that would be that'd be a great rod for it. But my new shop doesn't sell Falcon. So I wanted to check out some of the rods that they sell. And that's why I bought, I've got like six cashins now, and I've just been like, I'm all over them. But no, I I don't have any of the, the kayak ones yet. Yeah, I'm, I've pretty much switched most of my stuff over to Cash, and I just really like their stuff. And those uh, those new kayak rods, they got the shorter uh, butts or whatever on them, and it makes it pretty nice. I like that, so you're not like 
hitting you in the side the whole time yeah. or not. But yeah, all most when I'm doing a swim jig, I'm I'm medium heavy. Like I said, seven two to seven four, medium heavy. Yeah, I need to have that bend in there just you know for that reason. So up in Ohio, are y'all like shaking it on top or are you swimming it? <laughs> so I have tried both and I've had luck out of both and I've been skunked on both. So, I mean, I don't know, whatever mood I feel like I'm in, yeah. honestly, um, okay. most of the time I will, I'm not a person that just sits there and just reels it in the whole time. I usually try to do something to it, but I'm not doing the, the whole Alabama shake most of the time. Yeah. So I don't know, but I have tried it and I've had luck out of it. So I can't say it doesn't work up here. All right, so so how about reel and speed? We'll stay with that. I want to start uh, like I'm excited to talk about trailers and the the jigs themselves, but but what uh what 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 kind of reels are y'all using, Chuck? Uh, just a seven speed. Uh, right okay. now I have the uh, mainly the 150 Corrado NGL, uh, but I oh, also that was one a lot too. That's probably my favorite because you're really not bomb casting swim jigs, or at least I'm yeah. not. I'm more of like making short, accurate pitches or casts or skips or whatever. So like that smaller profile reel with a smaller spool, man, it's, it's a, it's, that's pretty much all I use right now. I'm using a seven speed also, but I use a, B, a lose BB one pro There you go. Um, for most of my stuff. I just love that reel. So, Oh yeah. That bulletproof and cast a mile. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That, that is a good reel. I I used to have one I, I used on my deep diving crankbaits whenever I still have a boat. Yeah, I, I swear I could almost throw all the line off that reel. It absolutely bombed it. Nice. It makes it super nice for like flipping to and pitching and whatnot, just because it's so easy to come off the reel. Yeah. But the uh, so me, I've I've got a uh, I've had it. I've got like three of them for all my braid stuff. Uh, it's a quantum uh, super. Not super duty. Quantum Smoke HD is what it is, but it's great braid reel. If it's got the big, I, I like the little bit bigger handle, you know, where you get a little bit more power reeling it in because you are, especially with that maybe medium heavy rod. I'm thinking about whenever I'm throwing in the back of that grass, trying to sometimes they'll be spawning or, you know, there'll be like a grass line out front, grass mat, and then open water behind and you want to make sure you hit that water behind so I'm, I'm thinking about whenever i'm casting to the back with that medium heavy that i want to be especially conscious of getting that fish out up on over the mat and trying to get them get them moving so they're not going to dig down into the grass so that's a what, you know having what, that big powerful reel is a big deal are you using that it's it's seven something seven okay i didn't know if you used the eight or not no i I don't, I, I mean, for a long time, I used all sevens for everything because I thought it made sense to, if I blew up a reel, you know, with, sometimes you're going nest one, you can't get out. So just having a seven speed reel for everything, I could swap them out for different things. That was, that was my thought for a long time. I've kind of gotten a little bit away from that. I would say most, there's a few things I like my spinnerbait, chatterbait, I use a six speed. There's that's a dual purpose deal for me, but there's a few different things that I do have a specific gear ratio, but most of them are all seven. I, I think maybe if you go with an eight, you lose a little bit of power, but sometimes, I mean, 
you know, swim jig, like Chuck said, it's it's close combat. So sometimes they'll take it and and they they hit it so fast and whenever they're moving that they'll come at you. And if you if you don't get on that real quick, you can't catch up with them. So I yeah. I, I could see I could see an eight making sense. Maybe if you went up to a heavy rod, you could use an eight because you'd have the power of the rod, but lose a little bit of the the power in the reel. I, maybe that would be the the compromise there. Yeah. But I, I I like the with that medium heavy seven three or four or whatever it is, you know whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, I tend to use sevens on just about everything too. Yeah, I, I don't use an eight for anything. I think I have an eight for like flipping and pitching and frogging. That's yeah. I do. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. The the fun part. Yes. Jigs. What 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 kind of jigs are you using? I'm using them all. Huh? <laughs> now, and, oh, Tyler, you have a jig jig sponsor, right? Yeah, I'm with 2K Jigs. Okay, well, well, here we'll let you start then, because okay. I've never used any of their jigs. Sell us, man. Okay. Well, I will. I will use their one that they're famous for. Uh -oh. This is called a deposit swim jig. Okay. Now, what they're known for on the deposit swim jig, you see oh, how narrow, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Comes through grass and everything, really good. Gamagatsu hooks on it. And if, if if you're just listening to us, that it is probably the narrowest. Yep. head i've ever seen on on a swim jig so i mean i, I can definitely see how that would get through grass well yeah it, it's really good so this is their main thing that 2k is like big on it's a copper hand tied uh skirt and it's living rubber um so like all the other jigs and stuff when you just throw it out it's sitting there just moving the whole time where uh the silicone will fall down eventually or whatever but yeah, man, really high quality jigs or whatnot. But this is my favorite one to throw. Like I said, it's got that narrow, real thin head. This is a half ounce, too. And that's usually what I try to keep everything is half ounce. And I think this is like half a widow. So okay. this is like kind of imitating like bluegill. I mean, it could be shad because you still got some white in there or whatever. But yeah, that's what that's one of their jigs that I this is the one I throw most of the time. Half ounce, so you, you don't have a lot of grass up there, though, right? No, I mean, yes and no. There's one lake last year that was like the whole lake. It looked like you could walk across it, and it was absolutely terrible. It just got overran, but mm. yeah, I mean, we got grass up here. There's that, I mean, it, it makes sense because we have so much bank grass that a half ounce a lot of times would be difficult to fish, but I could see, like you were saying earlier, if you're fishing mostly wood, like it's, mm. you know, it it has a little bit different purpose of the kind yeah. of waters that you fish. Now, one of my other favorite swim jigs, this is called a poison. This is like their poison jig. Mm. I don't know if you or can a kind of... football swim jig. Yeah. So it's like a flip and swim because okay. I, I like to flip a lot of wood and stuff. And I mean, it's still the same thing. I'm a guy hook and whatnot. It, but that head in there, you're still able to swim that and get it through grass and whatnot if you need to. Um, but I, this one is one that I like. Just it's versatile to where I can just do a lot of pitching and whatnot, but you can swim it pretty good too. But so, yeah, that's – and then you got your regular swim jig, yeah. you know, just like all the other ones. 
So yeah, those are the couple that I got other than the real big flipping jig that you can still swim, but I mean, that's one ounce. I really feel like swim, swimming a one ounce jig. Yeah, yeah that'd be tough. <laughs> Chuck, how about you, man? Uh, I mean, down here, everybody throws uh, the dirty jig, swim jig. So this is actually a quarter ounce. So it's a little bit smaller head. Uh, oh, no. you, tr you trimmed the third underneath, huh? Oh, uh, no, this one came like that. Good? I think this okay. is more like a finessier one. Uh, oh. It's not the Ojack, but it's the, a little bit finessier. I, I don't know. But it looks pretty good, uh, so I picked that up. It's got a good beefy hook on it. I mean, you're, you're not bending that out, even with braid. Uh, pretty good uh, weed guard, which that's not as important. Just got to keep the grass off. Um that's one of them. The other one that I like to throw is this missile one. It has kind of that, that head that, that you mentioned on your second one, Tyler, like a little bit kind of a rounder-ish, but it's also still a little little bit skinny too. And it's a um, smaller profile. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the, I don't know if I said it's the missile, missile baits one. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, my buddy in Coleman, uh, Matt Nielsen, he makes a pretty good swim <laughs> jig. I don't have one of those in my hand right now, but or I'd show you, but that's a good one. It's more like the dirty jigs with the, a, a, the cone looking head or the narrower head. Um, and he's got a good beefy hook in there. And then, you know, you, you, you definitely want like a decent hook keeper on them. All these have like the lead hook keeper, uh, pretty good bite on them uh, for your trailers. So uh, my colors of choice, mainly wow. just one. I will get crazy and throw a black and blue every now and then on, on like Lake Jordan and stuff. It's, that's a good, like a, uh, sneaky bait up there um but for the most part i'm gonna try to imitate shad um even if i think the bluegill are spawning i'm still gonna just throw a white because i don't really think it's more of like i see a bluegill i'm gonna eat it it's just i see something i'm, I'm gonna eat it. it's a reaction bite uh, more than anything for me and plus white's easy to see so you can really tell if it's sometimes you don't even see the fish hit it and your swim jig's just gone and then that's your indicator of like hey set the hook dummy so uh, that, that's kind of my, my little rundown. I'll, I'll throw the Strike King one, too. Uh, they have a pretty good one. Um, the Hack Attack. Yeah, that, the Hack Attack Swim Jig. That's a really good one. Uh, surprisingly, of all those, the one I like throwing, too, is a Guggen one. Uh, but it's got a hand-tied skirt on Come it. Come on, Chuck. It's got a good hook. Don't bring that Guggen stuff on advanced kayak angling. Get that crap out of here, man. Like, hey, you see it at Walmart or uh, Academy? Yeah. Like, it looks like one to try. I like to try I got, I, I got some of their crankbaits. They're, you know, it's not like all their but stuff. That's one thing. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, the hand-tied skirt, it's got a probably stiffer than you would want weed guards. So you do need to clip, clip some of the, uh, the strands out, but... I mean, I throw them all, man. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and, and that's that. That's a big tip too. Like, because some of these swim jigs, they come with these super beefy weed cards, and I think that's one of the reasons people's hookup ratio is so bad. Like, if you get one of these, like trim it. It doesn't have to be like super long. A yeah. lot of times, like if you bend it down, you want yeah, you want it to be exactly. If if you're just listening, to this, you want whenever it bends down to be just over the tip of the hook. You don't need a bunch of extra because then it's catching on the grass and you don't need it to be 842 strands of weed guard either because then the fish is never going to be able to, to get that weed guard down. Like trim it enough to where 
you want the least amount on there possible. Yeah, and I was saying, I was honestly right. admiring all That's the way cards on the two Ks. All of them are, they do yeah. not look very heavy. Yeah. Well, they're they're not heavy, but like so this one is is their flipping one, so it's obviously got more. But like their deposit swim jig that they're known for, there's like six strands or five or five or six strands in that, you know. And they get it at the back point there, at the in that barb, they cut it off there already, so you're not worried about that. But you know me, like everybody else, I I haven't done nothing to this one, but I will cut it, you know, cut all the strands off of there, and I still. Kind of, if you have some that's uh, the weed guard is too much, you can kind of cut it at an angle too. Yeah, just like what you did, Chuck. Now, was, Chuck, your the dirty jigs one that you had up there first. Did you cut the bottom? That's that's what the, I was saying. It it looks like you cut the inside. Yeah. What's up? It looks like you cut the inside skirt. I, I, I it came like that. Like so I it, think you got a janky one. There, there no. <laughs> it maybe. I don't know. Maybe I did cut it. I, I'm not. I, honestly, I can't remember. You man. cut that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I've never seen any cut already. Hold on. I don't see it. <laughs> That's but Chuck's I, secret. We just found it. No, but, I kind of uh, like that. <laughs> different. I, I think if you were throwing a swim bait on there, cutting that underskirt would be, you know, would probably be better. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all. All the jigs I throw are dirty jigs. I just, I'm pretty OCD about my colors. So knowing that I can go across separate jig lines and use the same color, because uh, not that there aren't other great ones out there, but whenever you carry, like, here's a perfect example. I, I, I like some Z Man baits. I really do. But like the shaking the head worm, you don't have the color of the deal. So I can't use a bunch of the, like, I have to, like, if I know the deal works, I want to be able to buy the deal in every soft plastic color that you, like, at least all the worms. Like, so I can say, oh, the deal, like, it, for a kayak angler, I'm only carrying two or three colors. So I have to, if I can't line them up over all the different kind of baits I want, it freaks me out. Like, I, like, it, it, it just, I can't do, I can't do that. It's not possible. I <laughs> can't do that. Hey, yeah. like shaking my head warm in the deal. Dude, I put that on this thing because I love, uh, like, I'm I'm sponsored by the X-Zone. Well, I'm on their team. Not that they don't pay me money, but I do love their baits, but I do use the bang stick because I love that bait, and I love it in the deal specifically. But, um, but yeah, the three, I use three different swim jigs. 90% of the time, I'm throwing the, just, if you look on Tackle Warehouse, it just says the Coosa River version. It's like the standard. Is and that then the no jack one, I can't remember. No, no, the no, it's the regular one, like the oh. it's the in between. I don't use the finesse one, I don't have an application for that. And but I do use the no jack one, like if I'm going to Gunnersville, sometimes I'll put that on if I have some. If I don't, I'm not. But if I am going doing a trip to Florida, I will bring, I will buy up some no jacks. I usually have a couple in the box, but I it's not like I carry doubles or anything. Yeah. And I do also carry some um, uh, something I started doing earlier this year and not even long. And I bought a few because you know, one of the Exxon guys, Carl Jacobson, don't know him. I fear his heart. I hear that's a thing. But uh, he on Seminole and Okeechobee, he was using a big swim jig with that five and a half inch mega swammer from Exxon. 
So I bought some because I want to try it. And I didn't catch any of this weekend, but I do have some in my box. I'm ready to co throw that. So I have the California swim jig and I'm going to put those big X zones on there. I could see that around like Gunnersville or somewhere where it's more like thick grass, grass lines, not like bank grass where you're, where it's a little bit thinner, but like coming by grass. Mm -hmm. That's, I, I could see that, that being a player instead throwing like a, a standard swim bait, you're throwing it on a swim jig. And that California swim jig has a little, the hook gap is a little bit more, like it goes back a little bit further. And that's why I think it's better for that bigger five and a half inch swim bait. That's why I have those rather than usually on the regular or the no jack. So that's the three I use. And the colors, I use white. If it's the water super dirty or shad spawn, something like that. This weekend, I used all white, black and blue. Or black, blue, purple, somewhere. Either one's both good. That's good in like super low light conditions. And the one, my favorite one, after the shad spawn, I'll say it. I shouldn't say it, but that dirty, dirty jigs, Alabama brim color, real nice. Like you throw that with a. And I'll get into it here in a second. But that X Zone 309 color, them two together, like peanut butter and jelly, you're <laughs> going to get bit. I don't know what to tell you. If you don't try that combination here in Alabama or somewhere in the South, you're not catching all the fish you can. That and the, you can throw it in the Senko. You can throw it that color. You cannot like egg zone, but by that color and all the kind of baits that you use, I think Tyler's writing it down. Yeah. But that 309 color, I'm telling you, gets bit. I think, I think that would do good up in Ohio because they're not really like fish heavy up there, right? Like they don't have a bunch of thread fin. It's like mainly bluegill, right? A bluegill, uh, gizzard chad, a lot of gizzard chad everywhere. So, okay. I mean, I'm throwing a lot of black and blues, a lot of whites and chartreuse and like green pumpkin. Like those are my two color, couple colors that I use. So that's yeah. about it. A lot of brim though, a lot. Yeah, but that, that 309 color, like it's like a light, like especially whenever the water like super clear that 309 and that alabama brim color it's lights out man that's that's yeah. it and that that's like literally one of the best not secrets but some of the biggest juice i've got out of everything i throw man that 309 color and that swim jig like that bro if you win some money you gotta cut me off with that you, you got like Send me a fiver or something in the mail because you, you're going to catch some money on that. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, ends up with like 500, uh, $5 bills or something. Is yeah. that like a light blue screen <laughs> color? No, it's, it, it's like a, it's a super light green pumpkin, almost like pearlescent with a pot purple and a gold flake. And with that Alabama brims, dirty jig, swim jig color them two together i'm telling you it's like they were made to go together okay it's it's special man it it just is but i i'm telling you in the i'm not trying to get into a thing on exxon but in that color and a cinco too you going wacky rig it dude i don't i don't even know how many fish i've caught on it I, I i couldn't even tell you i've caught all the fish like half the fish i've caught have been on that color Dang. Not, not really half, but I've caught a bunch of them. So yeah. I'm saying that that color, whenever it's clear out, especially in the summer, brim, brim beds, whenever there's brim spawn. Yeah. 
like uh, Mayfly Hatch. Yeah, that's it, man. I'm trying to find that color. It's it's legit. In the in the jig or in the egg zone. In the jig. Yeah, we'll tell him to make that color, and I'm I might check out some of his jigs. But he has to make it in that color in all the different ranges. <laughs> because I really did like the thinness of that jig. Like that, I, I really did appreciate the, what was it, the, the paycheck, bankroll, deposit. That's what it was. I'm thinking money. Was, yeah. Are you but sure I, it wasn't the 420? No, man. It's called 309. X-Zone 309. I'm not making that up. It's just a damn exclusive color. No, that, come that, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you could even hear uh, uh, Brandon Polonix talked about it. Look here. Look, there it is. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, it's got Where? the ear. I got it now. I was looking at the dirty jigs. I was oh, thinking yeah. them. There's his, Al- there's his Alabama brim. Okay. But yeah. yeah. Pearl on one side, green pumpkin on the other. Yeah, the, the that looks gold. Good. Yeah. That's what those those buckshot D bombs. They look just like that. The ones that they still sold at Bucks Island, like their own color. The buckshot. Yes. Really, I didn't see that. They look good, man. Hmm. That's a, that color. I don't. I don't know why. You know, it might just be one of those things where it's just me. I have confidence in it. I feel like if I throw it, I'm going to get bit. But uh, but that that color to me is something special because and I'll I'll t- go ahead, I'll go ahead and since I'm just rambling, I'll um, I'll go ahead and talk about the the trailers that I use. Ninety five percent of the time, I'm using Exxon, uh Adrenaline Crawl Junior. Before I went to the Exxon, I did throw the Rage Menace. The Strike King Rage Menace, and that is absolutely like you could buy one or the other. Both of them are like equally as good. They're they're almost the same thing, but they uh, but that Rage Menace is a good versatile product you can use for all different flipping. Like um, Greg Blanchard used to use it for flip. It's like a good small flipping bait if you really want to get into some thick cover. It's just a great all around, great for finesse jigs. But it's the same way with the adrenaline crawl, where it's great um, all the time. Or I'll use the a four inch Exone Swammer, which is it's just small swim bait, a little bit more durable than a Kitek. Kitek, uh, yeah, it's pretty close to a Kitek. And the only time I really use that is whenever I'm around big grass line, uh, not just bank grass things like that. That's really the only time I've ever ever going to put a swim bait on it. Most of the time, I'm I'm throwing a, uh, yeah, a crawl trailer. Well, whatever you like, I throw a three eighths too. I didn't say that. I don't throw a quarter ounce. I throw a three eighths. But I think yeah. because I do the Alabama shake thing, I keep it high up in yeah. the strike zone that it it doesn't really a three eighths is good all around to me, except yeah. for in that big California swim jig. I use a half ounce because uh, the that swim bait has so much lift. That you need a little bit more weight in the head to keep it down. So, yep. Sorry. Yeah, I throw I throw the three eighths like ninety percent of the time. The quarter ounce, maybe if I think I need to, like if I need to keep it up in that water column and, and work it slower, that's how you can do that. Yeah. 
Uh, but you can also change your trailer out for the three eighths and get the same effect. And I hardly ever throw a half ounce. So, yeah. But, but what, yeah. what what trailer are you using? All right. Everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. The Zoom uh, Ultra Vibe Speed Crawl. Yeah. Just get you some bite the first nub off. I'll just pull one out real quick. Show you how I do it. Always bite the first like nub off right here, and then take these two top claws off. And then, and then it looks more compact. You might think, well, why are you doing that? You can just get like a chunk or something. Well, I use these for a lot of other stuff too, not just swim jigs. Uh, and then the other one is a little bit newer, but the missile chunk, the D chunk, or the, the mini D chunk. Yeah. This here is a really, really awesome. Um, it doesn't have as much kick as the Zoom Ultra Vibe because the Ultra Vibe, you probably all probably know this, but it's got the the claws and you get a lot of uh, good vibration with it and it'll slow the jig down a lot more too with the, uh, the D chunk. It's more of like a normal chunk style. So, and then I'll change the color up like a black and blue. I'll just throw a black and blue trailer on there and uh, you know, in either one of those brands. And, and the zoom is great. Zoom is great because of the price, you know, it's not too expensive. Same with the neck bait pocket crawl or pocket crawl junior. Or pocket chunk, you could do the chunks. Either way is fun, but that's super inexpensive bait. If you're just trying to get into this and you're trying to keep it cheap and you don't want to spend a lot of money, you know you can get that a net bait or a zoom, and they're a little bit less expensive. Um, how about you, Tyler? Yeah, so I throw a lot of times. I'll throw like the Rage Swimmer if I'm doing. Um, like shad imitation or whatever a lot of time or like the rage tail those are really good um that tight kicking action is that the menace no just says rage tail i'll bring that sorry i couldn't Um, no you're good uh but i do throw these quite a bit Yeah, it's a menace. It's That's a menace. a menace scrub. Yeah. This one just says rage tail. Yeah. Rage oh, yeah. Tail. That is rage menace. Yeah. I was looking at them. Hey, I'm <laughs> telling you, if I didn't throw the egg zone, that's what I'd be throwing. Yeah. So yeah. I throw these a lot, but that action is so tight. Do you do, you do it side? I, I, heard <laughs> I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah. Do you do it sideways or do you do it? Uh, if I'm doing like the shad. I'll do it sideways, but um, if I'm like brim or whatever, I might do it horizontal. But a lot of times I'll, I'll get a bigger crawl out if I'm doing like imitating brim. Bluegill up here is what we usually call it. So, and I'll throw something where I can get a little bit higher in the column, a little bit uh, bigger kicking action. So I think those are like the six cents. Okay. Oh, yeah. The prawn. The, yeah, stroker. These are stroker crawl. Oh, but sure. the prawn is kind of has the tighter, yeah, uh, like the menace does. Um, so I could go back and forth on those, but I use these a lot because just how wide and wobbly they are, I think it imitates a brim pretty good. So, but the rage menace, I use that a lot <laughs> for a lot of stuff, not just the swim. oh, yeah, and that's the best part about it, especially being a kayak angler, is that the that menace, like. Whenever I went to adrenaline crawls, like if I'm going to replace this with something else, it's got to be as versatile. And they, they really, you know, jig trailer, swim jig trailer, 
yeah, yeah. i'm not like finesse jig um flipping like it can just do some you you could put on a shaky head or all different kind of things swing head that's okay. a, have, you, have you ever taken one of the tails off of the menace and just left one flapping i've had it bit off but it still gets bit like that yeah I, i've done that quite a bit too not intentionally, but I'll still I'll still throw it for a while. Gene Jensen, I got that from him where I took one of them off and did it that way. The uh, I yeah, it's a great bait. I I don't do it side. I don't do it vertically because I'm I'm not that good at putting soft plastics on things. Like if I do it, it'll lean over to its side. Like I, for some <laughs> reason, I'm dude. I've been I don't know how many years I've been fishing now, forty. I'm 44. I've been fishing all of them, but four, and I still can't rig something up perfectly all the time. Like every time, every time I do it, it's always a guess. So I've really been trying to put like a swim bait on the back of a uh, uh, spinner bait. Yeah, and I can never get them to swim straight. Like it's always coming in sideways. I'm like, I can't do it. So I just take it off. It drives me nuts. Yeah. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people do it, and I tried with the different ones. The spinner bait I throw now doesn't, uh, the accent one, like it doesn't have a hook keeper, which I have to glue it, and I hate accent. Get it together, like put a hook. You have a great spinner bait. Put a dang hook keeper on there. It's because they're not trying to use a trailer. Yeah, well, I I just use a split, a zoom split tail, just because uh -huh. I want. I want something for the fish to target. So I, I think it's important to have something on there, but same with Tyler. Like I don't like the lift of a swim bait. I don't like rigging it. I don't like the durability of it. I think if, if I just said zoom split tail solves the problem of giving them a target because it's a little bit further behind. So they don't hit the blade, but it's doesn't have enough meat to affect the action. And it's so small whenever it goes on the hook, that even without a hook keeper, it stays on there without coming off. Now, I'll tell you another secret. If you put white one, this would totally mistake. If you put white ones in a chartreuse bag, they kind of, the chartreuse fades onto the white ones, and then you get this, like, smuted chartreuse. <laughs> Bruh. Like, I don't, I, I've tried to make, I don't know how long it takes, but I've got, like, experimental bags going in my garage trying to get that chartreuse <laughs> off there. I know yeah, that sounds stupid, but it's put in it three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I put on my lab coat and you know, my, I've got my beakers and I don't know, but <laughs> if, if you, it will fade off onto that and then you get like a super light chartreuse. Oh, that's so money. So thinking of that, do you guys use like any dips or dyes for, for your stuff, like I would when you were saying that, I was thinking JJ's yeah. magic, and whatever I think about JJ's magic, I think about how awful it smells. <laughs> I have, you know, what I've got, I carry dye pens in my like, I, I have a bunch of dips, but I carry the pens, and sometimes I'll put something on there, like on my hooks, or like I'll, I'll do some, I'll do some different things, but like I had a buddy, Brandon, I fished with in college. And he would dip the ever-loving heck out of every single thing he had. Flukes, swim jigs, it didn't matter. That dude was getting some dip. And I just, you know, I like I've never... 
I'm, yeah, I've never seen it to make a difference. And then by the end of the day, his fingers are like, I mean, he lives in Clanton. Dude, you know, he, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like if you live in Clanton, your hand, your fingers should have some chartreuse on them or something. <laughs> that's just how they are. But every day at the end of the day, he would smell the boat would be covered and he would have a whole all of his fingers would have chartreuse all over it. I've just I've I've tried it. I've just never seen it to make a difference. I will dip sometimes if I want like a like a color I can't get. Like if I want a little bit of red, like or a little bit of orange in the winter, I will do that. But chartreuse, I haven't noticed a difference. Well, it's say chartreuse will just turn white after being in a water depth, however deep it is, it just turns white. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's just what I've heard, at least. So I think it's a fisherman thing. Yeah. Well, I've been using bait fuel a lot last year. Yeah, I used a ton of it last year. And, I mean, I did pretty good, so I, I don't know. We'll uh, see. And you just put in your bags of soft plastics? No, I, I just You're put right. on the stuff when I uh, get ready to fish, and I'll put it on a couple times. Like on my jigs and stuff, I'll put it on a lot. Now, the swim jigs and, and moving baits, I don't put it on that. Yeah. Just because I don't really think it matters on that. But like if I'm pitching or doing anything, I usually put it on that. And it's a lot better than getting out the JJ's magic and yeah. <laughs> smelling the whole time. I, I, I could, I could see it for boat for baits that you're going to soak, like a drop shot, whatever, or baits that are just sitting in the water for a long time in one spot, or you're moving slowly where you're really getting a lot of water across it, like I and you're and staying in one spot. I could see that working. I haven't done it, but I've said on the show before, I do carry bang spray, but that's more of a mental thing. I just put on there just because it gives me hype. I just you do it. I'll holla just <laughs> you don't even yeah, like do Mad Max. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've said before, whenever I want to get excited, like I, I need a pick me up or something instead of drinking coffee or something out there i just i spray that bang on there and i start yelling so if you hear me just out on a kayak going bang 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 <laughs> then it's you know dan's not having a good day and he's trying to hype himself up things have not went good if i'm if i'm out there yelling bang oh, man. it's a real thing i really do that too like yeah. that's that's not just me saying something that's me i am i can get ignorant out there so yeah <laughs> That's me. Uh, I don't know. Shouldn't have said that on something recorded. Nah. But uh, yeah. So, so what? What a mess. So w- techniques. Uh, you have the you know slow roll. You have the just keeping it. How how are you? Okay, let me say it this way, Chuck. We'll start with you. When is swim jig time? Like when do you say? Mm, I need like this weekend. Or Dude. when, when I, you fished a frog all the time, which that was the right bait for it too, obviously getting second. But when do you say like a swim? This is swim jig time. It, I was a little rusty, you know, uh, fishing up shallow. So I, it probably would have been yesterday would have been the best time, like like kind of how you were doing it. But anytime they're like missing a frog a lot, like if they're not committing for that for that top water, is a good sign. Throw the swim jig. Maybe they want something subsurface a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's for like time of year, anywhere from 
April to whenever the grass starts dying back. Uh, you can throw it in the summertime all like all summer. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big staple for the Coosa River uh, over here. Uh, so you know, everyone throws a swing jig over here. I mean, go watch the 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 Elite Series on Neely Henry, West Logan. Pretty much everybody in the top ten, except for maybe one or two, were throwing a swim jig. So um, yeah, it's a uh, you could pretty it's pretty much a year round technique. I would say maybe like not the coldest of the winter and maybe not dog days of summer, but other than that, you can pretty much just throw it. Yeah. Tyler? Well, you got to think, like, bass are always feeding on shad, like, all the time. So, it's definitely imitating a shad, so that they're going to eat it no matter what. Um, but I'd say early spring pre-spawn. Uh, I do a lot of pre-spawn. Uh, when the water's... 55 to 60, I think it's pretty good. They're trying to feed up, and I don't usually do it during the spawn, um, but after uh, post-spawn and stuff, they're trying to feed back up and whatever. I'll do it then. Um, it, our summers are not, like, terribly hot up here, so, I mean, I can I do it all the time, really. I mean, except for when it's, like, super cold, so... I don't know. I, I throw it quite a bit. I always have one tied on. I always have a swim jig, a regular jig, and like a Texas rig tied on nonstop. So I throw it a lot. <laughs> I, I, I'll say one, one other one other situation. This is kind of a I, – I got it from a – it's like a Clint Davis post. He's an Elite Series guy from here. He put this like years ago on a post, and it was uh, – you put a toad on the back of a swim jig, and you throw it like early, early. He didn't say all this. He just said, those who know, you know, if you know, you know, something like that. And I started trying it. But early, like late winter, super, not even pre-spawn yet, like late, late, late winter, first few weeks of pre-spawn, you can, on sunny days, whenever there's a bunch of dead grass and you get dead grass mats, and the fish will kind of get under it to sun because it's warm. Man, you put that toad on a swim jig and you just slow roll it over a mat, kind of like a like you normally would a toad, but I mean just super slow. For some reason, that down here is like a killer technique and something. I think it's something nobody else is throwing. So whenever they get underneath the mats and it's the only thing they see up on a mat, it's like, oh, what is this? I'm going to eat it, but uh. It's hard to, you know, it's not like a top, not really like a top water deal, but it, I've, I've had some good days doing that too. So a little, something, something weird there, different technique, but, uh, you start there. yeah, oh, I, I think so. I mean, it's, it's not very, you know, it's only good for maybe like two or three weeks that that's actually a deal, but it is a deal. Um, I could see it being a thing right now, like way up North. Uh, yeah. Ice out, you know. Why well, I think ice out fishing's just easy, anyways. But uh, I don't know. I don't live up there. But uh, yeah, swim jig. I throw it same as I said. Spring to fall, great technique. Just you know, one of those things. It just gets bit, especially compact. Like you know, with a rage menace chucks, yeah, with a missile, the compact one. Yeah, it's you know, ultra vibe cutting down the a little bit of it. And have a little bit smaller, compact kind of deal. It's it, it's a bait that'll really get bit. And I think about docks too, or underhanging, like this time of year, like pre spawn. 
I mean, not pre-spawn, but post-spawn or um, shad spawn. I'm thinking underneath whenever you're chasing shade during the summer too, and you're chasing shade on a bank and and you see those shady spots underneath trees or underneath docks, and you're chasing shade in the morning. Just you know that last bit of shade. Yeah, getting a swim jig, you can you can throw it anywhere. It's it, a lot of times you can think of it like a chatterbait, a four by four chatterbait without the chatter. I mean, that's all a chatterbait is is a swim jig with a blade on the front. But so yeah, it's obviously but it is. But yeah, I prefer this over a chatterbait though. Oh, I do too. Like <laughs> I, I seldom ever throw a chatterbait. A chatterbait to me would be like same places I would throw a swim jig, except for a lot less a lot sparser grass. Yeah. Like this weekend, whenever we were fishing, there was one area in the very back of a Creek that had a lot of super sparse kind of flat. Mm -hmm. That's whenever I think of a chatterbait, but yeah, most of the time I'm at the, that swim jig could work there too, but yeah, chatterbait is probably a little bit better for that. So I think like around me, a lot of people throw the chatterbait and spinnerbait nonstop. Like it, like, it's all the time. So you get that something a little different. They see something and it's not making all that noise or whatever. And you're sneaky in there. I think it works a lot. I think, I don't think a whole lot of people throw a swim jig, honestly. It's like it's, a, a finesse type deal, in my opinion. Yeah. It's the same thing like square bill with a rattle, square bill silent. Like it's, you know, sometimes, especially high pressure, if they hear that, they don't, they don't want all that sometimes especially on a little bit more, you know, bluebirds guys, low wind, those kind of days going to a swim jig. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Getting paid. Get paid. That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the technique. Uh, I didn't say how I fished it. Maybe I did, but I just, I, I always just, most of the time I do the Alabama shape. So just keep it up top. Now, if I'm fishing like, like on the Coosa River, when the in the summertime that grass gets thick and it makes kind of like a line, I will let it just fall over the side, and dude, you'll get a lot of extra bites doing like that too. Yeah. Like so, it, like into the grass or through the water willow. Once you get to the edge, just let it fall straight down and hold on. That's <laughs> I mean that that's a good point too. A swim jig, and I mean first and foremost, it is a jig. Like you yep. can flip it. Whenever you have a swim jig in your hand, it's a great junk fishing bait because you can hit wood, you can hit grass, you can flip it, you can, it just does a little bit of everything. It's not perfect at being a flipping jig. It's not perfect at, you know, doing some other things, but it's a great all around moving jig. So if, if you're just, this is also a great technique. If you're just looking to get into jigs. Get you a three-eighths or a quarter-ounce swim jig or half-ounce if you live up where Tyler is and you have, you know, less rocky, rocky wood, things like that. Um, you know, half-ounce would be good. But the get a swim jig and just tie it on, swimming around, you know. If, you, if you're looking to get jigs, this is a great, like, entry point into that, too. Yeah, and, and you don't even have to do the the shake. You can just yeah. slow roll it back, you know. when and Because naturally, like, when you hit, like a a piece of grass or something, you're gonna try to pop it off anyway. So yeah. it's kind of like in like you, you eventually like you're gonna be doing like some sort of some, you're gonna put action into it. Uh, is what I'm saying. Like if you get on a piece of wood, you're gonna try to shake it off. Hit a piece of grass, you're gonna try to clear that grass off. So 
and then the same thing. I mean, tack, you know, everybody does it different. The tactical bassing guys, they think everybody that does the shake is stupid. Like they're like, put a, yeah, put a swim bait on it and don't do the shake or, you know, you could do it that way. You could do the crawl trailer and the shake or do whatever you want to do. That's what I'm trying to say is like, you can do it a lot of different ways. Still get bit. You don't have to do it a certain way or have a certain line or a certain jig, you know, that just get out there and throw that jig out there and just swim it around, figure it out. Do what feels right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hold your mouth right. You'd be all right. That's what you got to do when you put your plastics on, Dan. Hold your mouth right. Hmm. I'm just always going to suck at that. <laughs> so back to what you're saying, like it's very versatile, especially get one like what this one is like with a poison jig where you can, you know, it's still skinny enough, but yet it'll still stand up kind of if you flip around wood or whatever. Um, that's if somebody would is just getting into it, some kind of jig like that would be perfect because you can use it for all situations, not just one one certain thing where you're just swimming it or just flipping it or whatever. So if you're just getting started out, that's what I would do. I'd find something that's versatile. I, I, I think Buckeye sells like a pigeon swim. Um, there's, I, I know somebody else sells, uh, hey, it's called Pitch and Swim. I don't remember what company, but I mean, you can yeah. swim almost all jigs, yeah. really. I mean, you get a ball headed jig and <laughs> you can do it. A ball headed jig is one of my favorite things to throw when you can still oh, yeah. swim it in. So that's right. All right. Well, that's it. Swim jigs. Covered all we've, we've said it. We've said it all. Great bait this time of year. Shad spawn. Pre-spawn, shad spawn is probably like, oh, that's the best. And then whenever the brims start bedding, another great time. Um, and then the fall, you go back to a shad pattern. So it's, yeah, great bait. If the water is warm, great bait. Uh, but that's it. I uh, want to give you a chance. Shout out any sponsors, anybody that makes fishing easier for you and tell everybody where they can find you. Chuck, we'll start with you. And if you don't post that video, about that frog, I will be very upset with you. Chuck got so mad at a frog this weekend on his GoPro, he cut that damn frog off and threw it on the bank. He didn't put it in the tackle box. He threw it on the bank, and I love it. If, if I live closer, I'd find where that bank was. <laughs> Man, I, I missed, not when you hear the name of it, I missed seven fish on it. And Dan texted me, he said, hey, I got a limit. I've caught five on a frog already. And I'm like, I'm throwing a frog and I'm getting bit. So it was a jackal, Kiera uh, frog, or however you call it. Um, and uh, yeah, it, dude, they, it's not like they were nipping at it. They were sucking it down and taking it under. And I'd set the hook and I, I, I felt the tug back. So I knew that I was like, they were getting it. And uh, I cut that thing off and put a booyah pad crasher on like a normal human being and uh, started wearing them out after that. So I, I don't know. I, I need I need to edit uh, or put 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 a few uh, few beeps in there. But uh, you gotta do it, man. Please yeah. please post that. All right, I might. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know I gotta thank my wife. You know she she takes care of my baby. You know or our baby when I'm fishing, and uh, you know all the the parents. And uh, you know uh, I gotta shout out. You know even though I'm not with Bucks, I gotta shout them out. The big books, y'all. If, if y'all are looking for a good boat, well, the deal's over now, but I, I got a Hobie for a hell of a deal in March, and uh, you know, maybe they'll bring it back. But 
uh, get get you one there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it, man. Chuck Wild Fishing on YouTube. Appreciate it. Yeah, what, what what's your YouTube channel? Uh, just uh, Chuck Wise Fishing. I might post that video on my YouTube. Yeah. Go subscribe to his channel. It's really good. Uh, I, I really don't talk that much. I, I need to talk. I'm going to try to talk more and like do voiceovers and stuff to explain what's going on. But uh, uh, this last video at Katoma, man, dude, my GoPro was freaking out. So I only got like half the day. Luckily, I got all my good catches um, except for one 17-incher. But, uh, well, yeah, I, people are going to get to – People are going to get to watch frog fishing on on a GoPro. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not staring at a live scope screen, so all these haters, you know, can you know be happy watching me set the hook on a or miss seven bites in a row. And uh, but uh, but yeah, man, uh, it, it's small. If y'all want to watch it, feel free. But it's really just to make memories and you know show CC later on. You know, hey, look, this is what Dad did. <laughs> there you go. Great channel though. Go please go subscribe. Tyler, how about you, man? Yeah. Um I got Bioino battery. That's yeah, one. great batteries. Yeah. And then uh, like I said, 2K jigs. Um, I'm on the promotional crew. Um strictly sale. I'm not sponsored by him, but he sponsors our trail. And Brian, like I said, he's a he's a great dude. Um there's AJ Slaven fishing here close to where I live, and they're just a little bait shop. Um, I can't hang on a second. He's got his daughter with him there. She is driving me nuts, man. Wow, Three year old. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely gotta thank good. I gotta thank my wife because running a tournament trail. Uh we went last year it was good because it was like the most I had was 16 people. Our first tournament this year was 45 people. Oh. So <laughs> I was like all over the place, and it's just it's been pretty crazy and hectic lately. So Thank her for helping me and, and just watching her while I'm doing all this stuff. And because it's a lot, I never realized how much oh, yeah. goes into running a, a a big tournament trail. So, yeah, me, me and Chuck are both committee members on the Iron City. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, God bless the TDs. We oh my all. gosh, man, it's a it can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but but I like it and it's a lot of fun. And then I try to fish the tournaments too, so that makes it even worse. Um, but I got a couple guys that, that, that we have in a, in a little committee or whatever. So, you know, it's good, but it's a lot of work, but, uh, Ohio kayak open series. I want to shout that out. Anybody in Ohio wants to come join our next, our second event is this coming Sunday, a week from today. So, and it's at a terrible lake. Well, it was a terrible lake. I've, I've heard it's been doing pretty good, but our first event with 45 guys, Four people caught fish. Four fish were caught out of forty-five people. Yeah, hey, I would love. I love grinders. That's, that's my jam, man. Oh, dude, I, I like them too, but not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was rough, straight mud, and yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Hmm. So. Well, I'll do it too. I I never shout out my sponsors. Uh, Z Pro Power. If you're looking for a battery, Bluetooth, all that good stuff, been totally happy. Um, I was on Bioino before that. They make Great batteries too. No, no shade there. Um, Exxon Lures. Obviously, I talked about the Adrenaline Craw Junior. Great bait. Uh, check them out at Polinick and Jacob Center. Throwing them. It can't be that bad. Don't just listen to me. Um, Bucks Island, like Chuck said, get your Hobie Jackson there. I just got a bite. My Creek boat. Very happy. Great people to do business with. 
And last but not least, the Yak Gadget. You got a kayak. You need some accessories. Get them from Yak Gadget. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll see y'all again next week. And thank you again, Chuck and Tyler, for being on. Uh, y'all be safe. And we'll yep. see y'all out on the water. On the water. Not water. Water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Later.